0: Welcome to footnotes. This is a show in which we encourage those who preach in the Kawata Baptist Church pulpit to break down and clarify some of the points that they would have raised in their sermons. In today's episode, we have Mr. Kapambwe Senduluka who preached in the Kawata Baptist Church pulpit on the 5th of April, 2020. And would like to hear him clarifying to us a number of the points that he would have raised. Mr. Luca, welcome to the program. Thank you. During your sermon, you emphasized quite a lot about the fact that Christians and the church were designed specifically by God for the purpose of the Great Commission. Could you expand on that further? What really were you bringing out in that point?
1: I was bringing about a very significant point, which I think we miss generally. When the Bible demands certain things from us, sometimes we think that God is demanding too much from us, and we forget that God cannot put upon our shoulders things which he has not already provided for. Mm. And therefore, in that sermon, I wanted to emphasize the fact that we are designed for purpose. And that is why you saw I used a um, text which most of the people do not even think relates to the Great Commission, and yet it does. 1 yeah, Peter, first Peter uh, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Okay? Now, there the Apostle Peter actually begins by telling us who we are, okay? And he mentions significant things there, Uh, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and then he says, for his own possession, okay? What for? Why is God doing all these things? He says, it is so that you may tell the things which he has revealed. Okay, God has revealed certain things, and these are the things He has taught us to go and proclaim, to go and tell to the world, not just to ourselves. Okay, to go and tell to the world, uh, and and when the Lord is also commanding that we go out to the world, okay, we usually. Uh, do not think that what is mentioned in first Peter is also relates to something like the great commission that you may proclaim the excellences. That is God's revelation. When we look at Matthew, for example, that's now Matthew, um, what we are also looking at the same thing. And so the description of those who can do this are those who are described by Peter there. Mm -hmm. Now, the Apostle Paul says the same thing, uses different words, okay? In chapter two and verse 10, he says, you are God's workmanship. That's Ephesians. Ephesians, that's sorry, yeah. Ephesians chapter two and verse 10. You are God's workmanship. Now, I think that's what Paul, Peter has in mind also, okay? Mm. This is your God's workmanship created in Jesus Christ to do good works, which he planned beforehand that you should be doing. Okay, So God did not uh, send us to do things which he didn't think about prior, or things which he did not even prepare us prior. Okay, So when he says God's workmanship, I heard someone trying to explain it just means we are weak men. No. He's saying God's master of creation mm. something which is a handiwork of God mm. so that it looks not just good but as it's also fit for purpose. Okay. And what is the purpose? The things he planned that it should be used for so that we are a tool that is very uh, fit, that is very relevant, that cannot fail to do that, which God purposed in the first place. And so um, we are fit for purpose. We are also given uh, gifts. Okay, if you go into uh, Ephesians again, chapter four, this time, okay? Where he's saying mm. it is he who gave some to be uh, apostles, apostles and, mm. so on and so on. What for? And then he says to prepare God's people for works of service. Mm. Okay? Now, that is still explaining the same thing. Okay? When God wants his people to do something, he has already prepared them. Okay? And he has specific things which are going to do. Okay, because he's fully made them viable. Okay? And so we can be optimistic that whatever we engage in as a church, mm-hmm. even at individual level, okay, we are adequately equipped and we can do it to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be so much anxieties as we have. Okay? If God has said something concerning what we should do, we can be sure that we will do it. Yeah, that's what I can say about
0: that. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you are listening to Footnotes, a program a show in which we uh, seek to ask those who have preached in the Kawata Baptist Church pulpit to clarify and break down for us um, some aspects of uh, the message that they would have preached. And uh, uh, in case you missed out the beginning, we are with Mr. Kapambu and Sendiluka who preached at... Uh, come Baptist about this church uh, on the 5th of April, 2020. Coming now down to um, yet another question. You spoke from um, first Peter chapter two, in which as you've rightly pointed out, the church and the people of God are described as um, a royal priesthood, uh, a people belonging to God, um, and so on. Uh, but your primary emphasis upon that description was really to do with um, the implications and responsibility that comes to us as Christians uh, because of the fact that we are a priesthood for God. Could you just open that up a little further?
1: Um, Yeah. Again, I did mention briefly that uh, First Peter doesn't look like the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. just like all the other verses that I may have brought in uh, to look at the various aspects of the uh, Great Commission. Now, I felt that this one, I think, uh, uh, best explains the Great Commission and the way by in which we are actually uh, equipped for it. Let us look at it the way in which uh, it has been uh, phrased uh, Mm -hmm. here, okay, and the way in which it has been phrased, for example, in uh, Matthew and chapter 28, okay? You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession Mm -hmm. that you may tell the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. That is talking about salvation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Down there it begins to talk about you were not a people Mm -hmm. once but now you are a people. You had not received mercy now you have received mercy. Mm -hmm. Okay. He is talking about salvation. Mm -hmm. They were not Mm -hmm. saved now they are saved. Okay. Now, why did God make you this? Well, it is so that you may proclaim the things uh, God has commanded you. Mm-hmm. Now, the apostle, uh, the right, the, the, the Matthew uses the word uh, teaching them to observe. What I've
0: commanded. Matthew 28,
1: Great okay. Commission. Yeah. That's what he says. Here he says, proclaim the excellences of him who called you. Now the excellencies and the things commanded are both talking about what God has revealed. Mm-hmm. The revelation of God. Those things which the Apostle Paul also talked about when he says he planned beforehand that you should be doing Okay, Mm -hmm. so what is it when the Lord is saying, go therefore and make disciples? It's talking about exactly the same thing. Teaching what I have commanded. Mm -hmm. It's teaching the Bible. And therefore, um, this text, which we uh, normally do not use, see as the great commission, is actually talking about the very same thing. And so, The things that uh, God uh, commanded in the Great Commission, which we must teach uh, the church and which they must obey are the same things. The Apostle Peter here is saying that, uh, they are the excellences of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And therefore, what I think I would say concerning uh, these, I am not trying to marry two inconsistent scriptures. Mm-hmm. I am not trying to uh, cleverly connect things which are disconnected. I'm just trying to make people see that although different writers put things differently, okay, they are united, actually, mm-hmm. in bringing these things to us as duty. Mm-hmm. Okay? What the apostle Peter is talking about is exactly what the Lord spoke about as reported by Matthew yes. or Mark different, using different words, okay? And that those are the same things that the Apostle Peter, uh, the Apostle Paul is also emphasizing in the epistles. If I had time, actually, I would just probably begin to link these things, just Mm -hmm. as I did for the various aspect of the uh, Great Commission. I can link one thing to say you you are created for purpose, you are created for purpose, you are created for purpose, by using different uh, passages here. And so that's exactly, I think, what I was trying to to show here. Uh, This text is about a great commission. And that the people of God who are described like that are the only one, they are the only ones Mm. as individuals and at corporate level that can best do God's work of the great commission. Okay. They are designed for it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think that is what I could uh, say on uh, that uh, passage that doesn't look like it's another uh, great commission.
0: Thank you very much. Again, a reminder, you are with us on footnotes a show in which we uh, ask those that have preached at the Kawada Baptist Church um, to just break down a few points in their sermons for us uh, so that we we gain better clarity. And um, not only that, but we might be better able to be equipped in applying the message to our lives because when God speaks, he wants us to act. We have in the program Mr. Kapambu and Senduluka who uh, preached for us on uh, the 5th of April 2020 and we've already asked him two questions we'll go into our third and last question which has to do more with the specific responsibility that we have uh, you said that God has uh, chosen a people uh, for himself and that the primary purpose is that of worship and somehow as you open that up you related that aspect of worship to the Great Commission. Could you again help us by making that connection um, a lot more clear for us, the connection between missions and worship?
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, that's uh, a very good question. Again, one of the things that we have not appreciated as Christians. Why did the Lord Jesus Christ come to the earth? Okay. Let, let me even go further perhaps. Why did God create Adam in the first place, before the fall? Mm. Okay. And they put him there and then gave him specific instructions. Do we relate? you often relate those things to worship? When Adam fell, and, uh, okay, and there was the promise of a savior, what are we thinking when he says uh, he will send a savior who will do specific things? It is the same things about worship. We are created for the worship of God. Mm. And so when you are looking about, when you are talking about salvation, we are talking about God creating worshipers. And that is a design. And that, if you look, the whole story from Genesis actually follows primarily that is the primary theme of worship mm-hmm. and the secondary one of redemption. And that's the, how they come. Okay? And that is how we see the gaps following. Okay, There is Adam in innocence. Then we have Ken and Abel. It's about worship, Mm -hmm. and it is a jump which has created problems for us. Okay, it brings us to Seth, and most of us think Seth was the third child. The Bible doesn't even tell us. Okay, but that is the next one. That is a worshipper. Okay, and then from there, a quick genealogy. We have something said about Enoch. Mm -hmm. Then we come to noah mm-hmm. and then abraham and therefore now it becomes you can see that the whole line and the genealogies the people who wrote those is not even connected to the lord jesus christ okay it's a long genealogy of worship mm-hmm. and so salvation when we're talking about salvation or redemption it is serving as a secondary theme in the bible uh, of the primary one which is worship Mm -hmm. and so we were saved for worship and when the Lord is therefore sending us into the world to make disciples okay teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you Mm. okay he is saying go and make worshipers Mm. okay look at the one that I quoted from Ephesians 4 okay, for works of service, Mm -hmm. okay. That's again, is about obedience. Mm -hmm. And so, I also mentioned in that sermon, um, you could remember that I said, uh, when we are teaching in the pulpit, we are not like the way they do at Egosness or even in the universities, we're just giving information and people know what to do with that information—to take it or not it. For us, we are giving information that changes character, mm. that um, is teaching to obey. Mm. I said the only place where they do that also is in the army or pro- po- policemen in the military, where you people live by obeying things that are given to her, to them. Okay. And so until you hear the next command, you keep doing what you have heard. This obeying everything that I have commanded you, and I'll be with you. Mm-hmm. Now that's worship. Without obedience, we cannot say we are obeying God or we are worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Worship is all about obedience. And we were created for obedience. Okay. The extent to which you you put into practice what you have learned or heard from the Lord, to that extent you are a disciple. Mm-hmm. Okay, and let me uh, put it probably another way. If you listen to what it says there, it says teaching them to obey everything. everything. Yes, it's agree. not necessarily teaching them everything. Teaching them to obey mm. everything. Okay, When you obey everything you know as commanded, then you are a worshiper. Mm. If you pick and choose from there, you are not really a worshiper. I think that's what I can say about it.
0: All right. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we wind up this show?
1: Yes, there is. I think the burden of my beginning, where I began, and coming to where I ended, okay, was in the area of giving, mm. because whenever we hear about giving to missions, the first thing that comes to our mind is what a burden. Okay, we we just feel this intruding hand in our pockets, okay, and we least understand. Uh, why certain demands uh, are upon us as Christians, as a church, okay? I began by explaining the various aspects of that great commission. okay, what God did, mm-hmm. okay in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was the first commissioned officer, okay? And then, when he, what he had to go through, and then the things which finally he left us to do. Now, if we think that we can do our part of that great commission without sacrifice, and great sacrifice, we are not going anywhere. Yeah. We may just down our tools and go <laughs> and do uh, business in the world. But if we understand that we are here for a specific purpose for which God has not only created us to be fit instruments, but also equipped us with gifts and material resources. If we understand that's that's where we are, then when we say "give for missions, for example, Mm. it's not like we're asking too much. We are asking for something that God has already provided for. Yeah. okay As He gave in terms of all the other things, so has He also given in terms of mm-hmm. giving towards mission. And so we can give because, first of all, we have the very image of Jesus Christ in us. Mm-hmm. We must be in sympathy with Him if we are born. If we are not, it must begin to be the very uh, point at which we begin to doubt whether we belong to him. Mm. If we don't feel what he feels about missions, if we don't begin to feel we must sacrifice as he did, if we don't begin to speak like the Apostle Paul spoke, I am entitled to this. Let, let me just put in my own labor and raise my own money and do missions. This, those are the kinds of things he says. If we don't begin to think like that, we might probably even go a little further and begin to doubt whether we are, we are the yeah, Okay. Because the image of Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit himself in us, the promises that says, I'll be with you to the close of the age, Okay. With us, they point to the fact that we have everything we need, mm. including giving. We have capacity to give. Okay? Mm. The Bible, when it tells us concerning the, what was happening in the eligible, for example, those who had fields, they sought them and they brought them uh, for, to be distributed, to be used for mission work and so on it's okay. so not just telling stories we are being told about the fact that capacity was now there which had not been there before mm-hmm. for them to do those great things okay. and we are also being told at the same time that unless we sacrifice to those extents we may not go anywhere because, how do you reach the world, the end of the world, without resources? Okay? Mm-hmm. They were bringing to the church. Ah, you need money. Mm-hmm. And giving to the church so that missions can go. Poor people were pleading with the apostles when they said, probably, yeah, we think you need that money for your food. A, Please allow us to give. Why? They were doing that because they, it, it says, first of all, they gave themselves to. The Lord, okay, and then uh, giving was a a little thing for them. So you don't have to have plenty. Mm. (laughs) You just have to have the heart of Christ, and you will be able to give. Okay, we are robbing temples if Mm. we don't give. Amen. That's what I can say as a last. Amen.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, uh, that was Footnotes, um, a show in which we uh, take a little time to spend with um, uh, an invited preacher to the Kawada Baptist Church pulpit so that there is some breaking down further um, on the the sermon that would have been preached. Uh, The messages that were preached by Mr. Kapambo and Sandy were preached on the 5th of April 2020, and they are on the Kawada Baptist Church website would really encourage you uh, to go there, download those sermons, and listen to them. You will find that by coming back to the footnotes, you will in fact be enriched even further. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this show, and we look forward to yet another visit.
1: Thank you.